Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, back with the original, the original one, Brad Kearns, who so nicely handed a torch and now handles keto. Brad and I are going to discuss Paleo FX this year like we did last year. Brad. Elle, the dynamic duo co-hosts are coming at you with twice as much intensity as usual. (laughs) We did do this last year. Wasn't that fun? It's funny. I looked on Skype and I realized it said chatted over a year ago. And I was like, oh, but not in real life, but just, (laughs) um, yeah. Uh, Right. And last year, I think, was uh, both of our first visit to Paleo FX. So we were all giddy. And I was so glad to finally go after turning it down seven years in a row. Because you really, you know, the the digital world is great and we're connected in a way that we never could be. But to go and, 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 um, you know, be in person and and, uh, see these real people, I mean, it, it made my weekend when uh, people would come up to me and say, hey, listen to your podcast, man. How you doing? And I'm like, what? Are you serious? You, you're a listener? Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. You know, because uh, most of my podcast happens in a closet where I am now. And so <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's nice to uh, Is that where you put nice the skeletons, to too? Yeah. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, a lot of people came up to you. It was so great. And well, and also, not just the podcast, but hello, you're a New York Times bestselling author. Let's own that one. Um and also just uh we don't like Brad said, you know, we're we're behind a microphone and even though we can see statistics, which are awesome, it's really great to connect with people and um Brad and I are always approachable. Please come up and talk to us when you see us at these things. Um let, let's get into it. So for starters, it was s- amazingly as awesome as it was last year. Um but there were some different nuances to it. Yeah, so we're talking about the annual convention in Austin, Texas. Uh, Michelle and Keith Norris and their team putting on this amazing event. I used to be in event production. I put on triathlons and the the massive ordeal of uh, welcoming exhibitors, guests, uh, speakers is just mind boggling how they can pull something off of such complexity. And I believe it's a full-time job year round just to get people there for those three days in April. So I have to compliment the the overall production and the level of professionalism and the entertainment options and the education was just nonstop weekend of just quality from start to finish. Even the party stuff where they organized gatherings in the evening. And I I can't imagine anyone saying, eh, it was all right. There's just no way. And if you're one of those people that went to Paleo FX and said, eh, it was all right, I don't know, like find another hobby or something because it ain't going to get any better than that. Yeah, they... um it's extended beyond that weekend too. You know, I know Primal Health Coach did a master class even a few days beforehand where people flew in earlier. Um, and we'll talk about that, that party, which was fun. Um, Keith and Michelle Norris are amazing. And, uh, this event is so well produced. Like you said, it's kind of seamless and it's so great because you see everyone you interview, you see all the people that, you know, might've written to you or have coached or something like that. And, all of the vendors are amazing. So basically, anytime you feel like you need a nibble or a sip of something, it's going to be an epic bite or a bona fide. I'm going to throw this out. They made again these bone broth lattes, these golden lattes, not coffee, which is with like ghee, coconut oil, turmeric in a blender with some bone broth. 
And it was basically like my meal replacement at Paleo-FX. Wow, that sounds fantastic. It was amazing. But um, let's get to some of the... I want to start off with some of the speakers. They had some interesting new levels of topics. Um, I wasn't talking about paleo this time. Mine was in the spiritual realm. We had Dr. Stephen Gundry, who eats vegan five days a week and shellfish shellfish on the weekends. And he's got a new book called The Longevity Paradox, where he really emphasizes the blue zone. So that was sort of different. People were like, okay, what's going on there? But you know, hey, broadening perspective and contribution. And um, I do believe there was a vegetarian or a vegan um, speaker as well. And <laughs> there was for me, Elle, because uh, when I'm in Austin, I always love to hook up with my longtime friend and former uh, pro triathlete racing uh, counterpart, Rip Esselstyn. And if you don't know the name, he is a uh, multi time New York Times bestselling author of the Engine 2 Diet uh, book series. And he promotes the plant strong lifestyle with his father, who's a prominent uh, cardiologist or, or physician up there at Cleveland Clinic, has done reversing heart disease through diet. And it was so amazing to go 1.2 miles from the Palmer Event Center over to Rip's crib and sit down and uh, talk on a podcast and we we just went open forum and and hit it hard and he you know dove deep into his uh vegan plant-based lifestyle talking points meat is terrible eggs are terrible they're going to kill you and all that great stuff which uh many people at the conference would uh have, have shaken their head and and dismissed this guy out of hand and so the experience for me was like uh you know the experience of uh critical thinking and remaining open-minded and see that this old friend of mine has dedicated his uh, his career and his adult life to helping others uh, clean up their diet, eat healthy, reverse heart disease. They have results. They have scientific studies. They have all kinds of stuff. And whew, I mean, you can get uh, deep into this and dig deep into the difference of opinion and, and try to uh, you know rationalize um, who, who's right. And who's um, you know disastrously wrong with with high stakes at stake here? Uh, but I think if we can take a deep breath and settle down a little bit and start by looking for the common ground. So when I sat down with Rip, I said, "Well, do, can we agree that <laughs> you know <laughs> can we agree uh, on olive oil? Junk food <laughs> yeah. is you know the, d- ditching junk food is probably." Uh, the number one most important thing you can do to to save your life and and pursue uh, health. And so once you do that, you're probably going to get fabulous results. So Dr. Esselstyn at the Cleveland Clinic taking, you know, stage nine heart disease patients, they called them the walking dead at the Cleveland Clinic because they were in such sorry ass shape. This was like 20 or 30 years ago when he started his experiment. And then in a matter of months, they were cleaned up, their pipes were clean, just like Pritikin has done at his uh, Pritikin Institute uh, back in the day where uh, Dean Ornish too. These people clean up and they have fabulous uh, reported results. And so that cleaning up from the, the junk food diet, you can do that from uh, going carnivore or keto or even vegan. And so I like that uh, coming out of the gate, uh, everything's good, everything's positive. And then possibly we have to um, think more and more about the um, the individuality of our uh, dietary approach and what works for us. And then also, God dang, remain open-minded because uh, anyone who you know launches into dogma, we got we to gotta, uh, wind up a few steps back and go, wait a second, you know, do you have some blind spots here? And uh, most of the time, 
We seek confirmation bias intently, right? We're going and finding this article that proves that our belief system is right. And uh, it's probably a more valuable experience. And I think paleo effects uh, realize this. Hey, let's bring in a couple vegan freaks and see how they go <laughs> over with the audience. And it's, it's, a, it's a positive growth learning experience, even if you walk away even more resolved that, uh, you know, your beliefs and your practices are, uh, are are working for you because you heard the counter opinion and you know what I mean. You can get there in many ways. Yeah, my uh, my go to guy on all of these crazy claims, like you know, um, is C.J. Hunt. We interviewed him uh, not too long ago, and he's so great because he's got that investigative reporter background. So he will literally go through the studies, break down what they're using as evidence. And you see the failures and you see the flaws when you look a little bit harder into it. You know, like, for example, uh, Shape Magazine had a, had a headline that was basically like, you know, low, low carb or high fat diets, um, you know, uh, bad news for keto because you'll live, you'll live, you know, live less time. And it was like, wait, what? And they were making the argument that, well, calorie restriction has been shown to like, you know, uh, increase longevity. Therefore on a keto diet, because it has to be high caloric to, you know, gather all that fat then therefore, but when you really dug into the article, what you realize is part of the evidence was used among the writer and just the people that worked at the, <laughs> at the actual magazine. Like that was part of their evidence. So again, you have to like, look a little bit further into these claims that people are making out there. And, and there is a way to do that. And I like how CJ, I just call him every time there's something, some conundrum I can't get behind and he'll, he'll break it down. Um, as with the films out there, you know, for example, the vegan films that claim eating meat is bad for the environment, but they're not considering pasture raised animals and the contribution to the environment. Um, they're not looking at the nuances, right. Mm. Or Ansel Keys who, you know, uh, just chose seven countries in his study to decide to make the claim that saturated was fat was wrong because this was his belief that, you know, a more plant-based diet was positive. And so when we go back in time and then these things are discovered, right? So anyway, on that note, but back to paleo effects. <laughs> um, oh, you know, you made a good point though. I think this is important because we're, we're, we're talking about a group of, uh, you know, a gathering of people who all share a very similar and arguably narrow belief system, right? And one thing that's really bugging me um, being being from the non-scientific realm, I'm coming from the athletic uh, realm. That's my area of expertise. I'm not a scientist. And so when I hear people use as the ultimate arbiter, uh, show me the science, show me the science, and then that's the end of story, bottom line, I'm going to call bullshit even on that because you can create science that proves your point. And we see this all the time where uh, – you know, the, the carefully, I mean, Ansel Keys, that nonsense and corruption and the Minnesota heart disease study where they finally uncovered uh, uh, documents in someone's uh, deceased person's basement that showed that they uh, deliberately covered up stuff uh, with, you know, the, the heart disease study back in the 60s. That's one thing. But even today with respected scientists doing the best they can and they take uh, – carbohydrate-dependent college students and put them on a ketogenic diet for six weeks, and it totally messed them up, and they got tired, and they're, uh, they, they, they got uh, less fit, and all, all these things happen. It's because they weren't fat-adapted starting out a ketogenic diet. Yeah, and it's like a three-week study right out of the gate, going from a sugar burner to keto. Like, yeah, good luck with that. that of course, that study's going to end well. <laughs> not not, not going to end well. Right, and we see that happening so much. And in fitness, you see these studies where if you go and slam people for six weeks with the 
whole bunch of high-intensity workout, they are going to dramatically accelerate their fitness as opposed to someone who's building a base and doing uh, more more sensible workouts. But of course, it's unsustainable, and it's just for the sake of the study to say, in six weeks of uh, high-intensity Tabata training four days a week, the people improve their uh, fitness parameters. Yeah, let's talk to them in three months when they fall apart because they're in an overly stressful training pattern. But the study worked. It's posted on the board. Here's the internet article. Now everyone has to change their belief system. And when I was an athlete, I'd counter that show me the science with, uh, quote, show me the winner of the race. And then let's go talk to that mofo. And that has tremendous validity because someone who's racing at the highest level of the planet is doing something right. It might be just for them, but looking, looking to the anecdotal evidence is so important in com- combination with the science. So we have to go hand in hand here instead of just always thinking science is the end all. Whoops, sorry, scientists, no offense. Right, well, also too, I mean, and, and as you know as well, but like the side note with my thyroid story really is that like you can look at a test or you can look at a certain set of parameters and be making incorrect conclusions that you know, then I had to do myself, which didn't involve much science, it involved logic. <laughs> so, um, you know, that that's really the fascinating thing, you know, uh, but look a little further before believing some of these claims or become a primal health coach and dive into the actual evidentiary uh, staples behind this way of living that we love so much. I love paleo and primal people so much. I want to talk more about all the people I love at Paleo FX. I uh, love Andy Nilo from At- Alatura Naturals. Um, you know, he was on the podcast. He got run over by a car on Melrose Avenue model, scraped up his face, scars everywhere. And was like, I don't want to put chemicals on my body. So he, um, mixed his own shiz in his kitchen. And now he's got an incredible, you know, paleo clean product line. So, you know, I love that, you know, there's, there's always something like interesting and inspiring behind someone at a booth who's yes, they're selling a product, but the story is awesome. I love that one. I also, uh, really love Juve. I love red light therapy and, um, Scott Nelson and that company. And they had a whole big setup there and that was kind of fun. You could go over there and kind of red light it and hang out. Um, what about you? Yeah. Tell us, um, tell us your soundbite on the red light stuff. Cause I'm becoming a big fan. I've used the, um, the handheld wand for a long time, uh, on my balls, truth be told, trying to regenerate that <laughs> testosterone. <laughs> no but, way. Um, I, don't let's not some... roll over that. Just how, hold on, how, how often some, and uh, for what length of time? Give us a little bit of a rundown of the, the protocol. <laughs> well, uh, I was first uh, exposed to this by uh, Ben Greenfield, Dave Asprey, doing shows on this uh, technology of... Of course, Ben Greenfield introduced you to something that you would do to your boss. Because <laughs> of course. Uh, but, you know, the, the beauty uh, world has known about this for a long time, where you put this near-infrared light and apply it to the wrinkly areas on your face and experience a benefit because it uh, stimulates the cellular rejuvenation when you hit this wavelength. I think it's 650 or that area, 660 uh, nano somethings. Uh, So you have to get a red light of the appropriate wavelength, and they sell these products uh, on Amazon. You can get the Pulsoderm uh, red light handheld wand for 60 bucks and be uh, a basic enthusiast at this level. Yeah, but that cool stuff at the show with the, um, the red light therapy company uh, and and the Juve light company where you can go stand in front of a, a, a huge blast of red light and uh, apparently experience improved cognition, improved cellular function and get a therapeutic benefit. So 
uh, I'm I'm not big on uh, the biohacking scene and the, the the wearables and the biofeedback. I think we've gone way overboard, and it's so simple. You just you know get enough sleep, wake up, uh, try to have a smile on your face, maybe to go jump in a cold plunge. But uh, all the obsession with technology when it comes to improving life or thinking you can hack things like uh, you know uh, sleep that that's kind of uh, ridiculous to me. Uh, but you know you're always uh, looking for ways that um, you can counter all the nonsense that we subject ourselves to. I'm, I'm worried about the EMFs, and I don't know much about it, but, um, and I don't have a lot of time and energy to spend on it, but in the back of my mind, I'm going, crap, man, when I'm you know, sitting here on my laptop at the coffee shop and I, I look for the wireless and there's 70 you know, connections available, <laughs> is my brain getting fried? By you're, you're in a soup of waves. Yeah, yeah I mean, right? look, we 20 years ago, there was zero, right? Uh, there was minimal, little to no cell phone use. Uh, and so now, like, what's going to happen 20 years down the line when we uh, study the effects of all this stuff? So when you have people uh, trying to fight that battle, uh, you know, with red light therapy, I'm trying to make a connection here. Like, you know, we're trying to counter all the bad stuff with some really breakthrough science. So uh, very interesting to uh, see what these uh, forward thinkers are doing. Yeah. What were some of the um, booths you went by or products or things that you tried oh yeah man just a quick um quick shout out uh man we're gonna have to do the show notes and uh, remember their name but it was the brain optimization booth remember those guys oh, okay what was going on there they're t- training the brain to be a peak performer so i walk by and they're like hey you want to want to take our quiz uh, sure. Okay. And so they said, this, um, <laughs> that's either an invitation to a cult yeah, yeah. or <laughs> so like, oh, I, I was hanging out with these guys at the party too. They said, come by the booth the next day. And I'm like, all right, what do you guys got? You know, it's this brain training center. And, uh, the quiz was, you know, write down three big goals that you have on a piece of paper with the coach standing right there, helping me out. And so I said, um, I want to break the world record again this year uh, in speed golf for the, the Guinness World Record for the fastest single hole of golf ever played. Number two, I want to build my Get Over Yourself podcast to a prominent audience with uh, more listeners. And number three, uh, I can't wait till uh, the, I want these books to uh, be very popular and, and, and best-selling book with Mark Sisson. And so the guy took the sheet and he says, okay, now restate these in the affirmative. So the first one was, I I break world records in speed golf. The second one is, I host a uh, a, a popular uh, best-selling podcast. I I write best-selling books. And, you know, these little changes, you can can scoff at them if you're a disbeliever, but uh, we now know that languaging and your choice of words is so incredibly important. And when we voice these self-limiting beliefs, we actually manifest them to become reality. You're big on this scene because of Carrie and the spiritual psychology and all the people that uh, we hang around that have uh, gone deep into that world. Christine Hassler with the Primal Health Coach. Uh, but yeah, and I want to I want to break. There's a old school, kind of old school book written by a woman named Yvonne Oswald, PhD. Every word has power, and so. 
again, you don't have to, it's, it, it's not entirely specific where like, oh, you know, the ether is going to get it wrong. Your intentions matter and what's behind what you say matter. You know, you can't grit through your teeth and be like, I love you when you're angry. That's not, you know, you're not going to fool the universe or anyone on that. But there are a lot of people that speak in defeating, uh, self-defeating ways. And um, again, anytime someone's like, well, if, I'm like, no, no, when? Right. So in just trying to catch those little things about how you speak, they always say, you know, speak in the affirmative and, uh, having a guy, Justin, Justin Perry was on the show not too long ago. And he's a guy who went from working on an assembly line, changing affirmations and literally stating beliefs and things that were not true, but that he felt he, he had developed the faith and was working on manifesting. And he wanted to have a house on the water in Florida with a boat. Well, he has that, but he's got two boats and his coworkers thought he was crazy because he'd be like, I can't wait to invite you to my home, man. You're going to love being on my boat. And they're like, whatever, dude, shut up, man. <laughs> they just totally thought he was like nuts. His religious family was like, uh, you are blasphemous, you know what I mean, for this kind of talk. And so uh, if you guys haven't heard that, go back and listen to Justin Perry. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, words, words have power. And it's really important. So also you are a New York Times bestselling author. So it's even much easier for you to believe that, you know, it's going to happen again. And chances are that it, it, it's going, it's just going to. Um, so I can't wait for whatever you're coming out with next. So L, where is that balance point between, uh, calling in the one like that one? I, I kind of chuckle at where, um, the, the, the single female envisions a, a guy with, um, five o'clock stubble, a little bit of gray, mostly black. <laughs> um, he has a private jet. He's six, two, He's got a six pack, uh, usually Give him well my number. shaped. Who is this guy? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you know, you believe this is going to happen, and do you even want to call in that guy because maybe he's a dick? And then secondly, what's the balance point between uh, rolling up your sleeves and and kicking some butt and working hard, uh, releasing your attachment to the outcome? Because we know that uh, happiness is a very difficult to obtain when you're when you're um attaching it to uh success or failure of your goals. And so that one I wrestle with in my own mind like I want to have empowering beliefs and and uh realize that anything's possible and if I tell my kid you can be president someday because you were born in America and we have your birth certificate. So it's true, don't tell me I'm wrong. You know, that's that's um one thing to say, but if you're uh getting a D in 8th grade English, we want to more more focus on that than the 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 dream Dreams and the visions of uh, uh, you know grandiose goals that might not be connected to reality. Yeah, it's not living in a la la land world where you're ignoring reality and ignoring the issues that need to be overcome or or taken into your own hands. Like you know, yeah, either accepting or not accepting your D. Um, and so here's the thing, though. It's not about the specifics. You can put down the guy with the jet and the height and all that, and you actually may get that, but then you're going to get that guy, whoever he is. And so it's about character and it's about the way you want to feel. And so if you focus more on the broad, and that's why people say sometimes don't be specific, although you could be like, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I say that all the time, plan on being, will be. But again, I just declare that to myself. Um, and I absolutely believe that will be true. Um, I'm not hurting myself or anyone else by just holding that belief and hope and faith versus being like, well, I don't know, maybe the statistics, like, you know, just trying to negate the idea of it. But at the same time, like, so when you're less specific and you're more broad, the only thing that really, anything in this world that makes us happy is it's really about the feeling we get from it, right? 
that you might get that private jet and not be happy or be happy for three weeks. But at the end of the day, we're all looking for the things that are going to make us feel better or make us happy. And those are usually feelings and emotions in a situation. So maybe it's, you know, I want a woman who I feel safe to be myself around. You know what I mean? I, I, I would like a, a, t- a tall guy, but you know, it doesn't have to be like with a Roman nose, blue eyes. And a, I mean, you could be that specific, but you know, you may be missing out on something else. I don't think it's also a direct order where something else is being prevented from coming your way. But if you do go broad, you're leaving the, the unknown has more possibilities in it. And I talked about that in my speech at FX. So coming around to that, but, um, the unknown, the feared unknown actually has more probabilities to collapse into a reality than your projection of exactly how things should go. And if anyone is out there knows that oftentimes the best things in our lives, if you look back, are things that we didn't plan. And so mm. the broader you are about what you want, it's really about the feeling. What's the feeling you want to have? You want the money, right? But what's the feeling? You want the feeling of financial security. You want the feeling of safety. Maybe even some power to change things in your life. You know, maybe you're someone that wants to really donate a lot of money to cancer because, you know, whatever it is, um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to serve a purpose. It could just be, I just want a ton of money in the bank so that I just feel good and not worried, you know, safe in life. So, but that's a feeling you're going for, for the money, right? It's not like just to have the stuff to buy things. That's part of it. Sure. Of course. But there's a lot of people with money that don't spend it either. You know? So, um, again, I think if you just go broader, it's about the feeling. So for example, this is why people don't win the lottery. So the lottery has huge odds and it's really hard to get your belief around those odds. But someone like me who has declared since they were a kid, I always win contests, which is true. (laughs) I do. I always win contests. I do. As a kid, I'd call on the radio station. I'd win the tickets. I always won stuff. Even like 20 years ago when I was in the corporate world, everything, every little contest, I'd be like, oh, I'm winning this. And I will win it. And the last contest I won um, was a pool of 300 people on a beach, and I won a $2,000 stand-up paddleboard, the grand prize. And I intended that. And I knew I was the only one that wanted more than everyone else. I really did the like vibrational, emotional work. I imagined what it would feel like to put that board on top of my car. I, I really, really got into it. And I'm not surprised that I won um, and was in the Maui newspaper for it, by the way. But here's the thing. Once I got it, I actually didn't want it. It was a surf stand-up paddleboard and ended up selling it. That's cool too. But still, you know, that can happen too. You might want to manifest a thing and then realize that you don't really have it. Still, in the winning of it was great. But back to the lottery, the odds are so great, right? It's very hard to get. I believed looking at 300 people on the beach, I was like, oh, I got this. I'm winning this. But no, oh. but no one walks in with that level of like power of belief. Not even myself, someone who wins contests. Believe me, I'm working on the lottery. And when I do, I will report. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, so that's the thing is that, and also too, you, what you're attributing now is the how that you get those millions of dollars. If the end result is to be financially wealthy or a multimillionaire, then you go for that, not the how of it. It's nice. You can still play the lottery, but again, it's why people challenge the law of attraction or challenge intention and, you know, decl- verbal declarations and affirmations as being ridiculous and woo woo, but it's not, you have to look behind Literally, what's the belief system behind the person? Um, and this is why you also see, you know, people who maybe are unskilled in certain areas, but because they're able to talk a good game, you know, con men, etc. Like, it, it, there, it, there are levels to, you know, that'll eventually be found out, right? You know, what I mean, you can't. It doesn't always make the thing happen. Um, so anyway, hopefully that all made sense. But I do believe, uh, and even back to paleo effects, they're doing lots of positive. Um, 
they're adding a lot of positivity, spiritual sort of discussions and speakers, you know, uh, like your boy, Will, who went before me, right? Yeah. Will Schufelt. And that was, um, that was a, uh, a highlight of the show, man. Watching. And I have to say, like, as far as the, uh, the smoothness of delivery and the, the, the comfort on stage, you, you looked like you were in your element, like, like nobody else. I mean, it was, it was a busy, loud, uh, convention and the, 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 um, the setup was sort of at the end of a busy thoroughfare, but as you got closer and closer to, um, uh, to, to you, given your talk, man, people were, people were drawn in. It was, it was no joke. And I, I loved how you kind of, uh, shifted the, um, shifted gears a little bit and talked about the disability of shame and the shame of disability, which is so far off the, uh, the boilerplate. And that's what I think, uh, adds value is when we extend out a little bit from, uh, the, you know, the, the, the tired talking points of, uh, don't eat grains and sugars. Yeah. And I wanted to make just one point about that speech that I made in it to everybody listening who missed it, which is there are so many people that come to our community or that at, at that convention because they have either suffered and because of a paleo primal life have benefited and that's just their tribe and they love it and they're great now, or they're currently suffering or they know someone who's suffering. And you don't have to have a physical disability like my hand, you know, injury or whatever, or, or, or missing a leg to understand what it's like to be disabled, chronic infections, chronic fatigue, uh, you know, fibromyalgia, things that people suffer, chronic pain, um, Lyme's disease, you know, I mean, there's so many rheumatoid arthritis. There are so many people, and I want to tell a touching story from the speech, and this is why we do this, right, Brad, is that a girl came up to me afterwards, and she was very young, and she had tears in her eyes, um, and she said, you know, uh, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at the age of 22, and I'm 26. She's like, and it's really tough with all my friends, and no one has issues, and I'm the only one with these, you know, no one understands, you can't see it, which is kind of like my hand disability, which is where she really resonated. And she said, I didn't even know who you were. And I didn't even know what the speech was about. I just sat down and saw people gathering, and I thought, okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> and she said, and with tears in her eyes, she just said, I realized I thought that I had kind of gotten past the shame and the embarrassment that I feel for having this thing. But I realized after listening to you that I really need to work on that. And I said, yeah, don't wait till you're my age. You know, I mean, this is, and that's why we we do this, and that's why. I'm really glad. We've got to get into the mental, emotional aspects of these things that are ailing us too. There are aspects here. People have lost relationships because of, you know, diseases or, um, and I don't mean just because someone died, but I mean because it broke up a couple or there are things that people are still healing from emotionally and also deal with every day. It's really tough to be the one that's sick all the time. You know, I know that through hypothyroidism, it's really, really tough. It's so embarrassing and people go, well, why should you be embarrassed? You know, it's not Mm. your fault and it doesn't matter. It's our ego. It's just feels it's embarrassing. You're defective. You're different than people. And even the person with the highest level of confidence like myself carried this little pocket in the back pocket there, you know, like the little jeans, that little tiny pocket within the pocket. No one uses <laughs> like that pocket was filled with shame about the embarrassment uh, that I carried for so many years and didn't deal with it and wouldn't talk about because I needed to hide it from everybody. So this can happen with not just a physical injury. So that's why I brought that up because, you know, that audience, and that's why the audience was in tears because there are too many, we all know somebody who suffered. And my suggestion is if you know somebody suffering from something that's chronic or has a disability, like a physical disability, 
talk to them about this, you know, Hey, are you, are you feeling, do you feel like shame about it? You, you know, I, I heard this might be a thing, you know, try to draw it out and get people to talk about it and deal with it. Cause the sooner you deal with it, the better life's going to be. But I'm don't want to go on a whole preach about that, you know, but this is what pay the FX is sort of doing. And I'm so grateful to Keith and Michelle for allowing me to, you know, come in and do that. And of course I was on like panels talking about biomarkers with some, with some dudes, and that was fun. What you were on a panel, right? Talk. Let me. T- let's talk about some of the panels and things that you would you would you get from what people had to say on these things. Oh yeah. First, uh, to your story, when you say talk to people about it, bring it out in the open. And another thing that occurred to me is um, a lot of times we um, we we cast our even when we're trying to be supportive and positive. Uh, there's a way of negating. Uh, the the validity of where the other person's at, and my my daughter uh, instructed me on this recently because I was giving her the lecture of like, "Hey kid, don't stress about your grades in college. Have fun. Study the classes that you like. Don't waste your time stressing and fretting." You know, I remember doing that in college. I was so fixated on going to law school, I had to get a good grade in every class, and it caused so much extra stress, and then it compromised my enjoyment of college. But it's like, if my kid's stressing about grades. And I launch into lecture mode about how silly it is to stress about your grades. Um, that's not being a very supportive uh, parent or, or, or friend, for that matter. If you're, if I'm saying, "L, it's ridiculous when you say you you thought no man would want you because you had an arm disability." Come on now, uh, that's not supportive and it's not validating. So, and it's kind of saying like, "Oh, don't be stupid." Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, and uh, so I yeah. agree with that. You've got to you've got to like honor it. And that's what people told me about. They're like, "I don't know why you're embarrassed." You know, I don't know why you're. And by the way, the other line too is like, "Well, I don't know why you're embarrassed or ashamed of it." I mean, it's not your fault. You got injured. Here's the thing though. Sometimes it is someone's fault. Sometimes somebody was drunk driving and killed someone. Sometimes, oh my God, someone might've murdered someone and feel great shame about that. It doesn't matter what it is or how it happened or who's to blame for it. It's just that the sooner you work it out and it doesn't have to be a Facebook live or a paleo FX speech, (laughs) you know, but the sooner you get to this and work on dealing with the shame and owning it, whether internally or to people you need to, um, the better. And I love that your daughter pointed that out. And that as a father, you recognize that that's very evolved. And, um, you know, I think what it is, is you want to make the other person feel better, right? You want to be like, Oh, come on. Hey, it's, it's in the spirit of encouragement, but yes, but yet it can backfire from our perspective. Right. Good one. Good one. Yeah. So I did this panel, uh, it was called, uh, training for an optimized you. We had a bunch of, uh, um, I guess, uh, fitness and healthy, healthy living folks out there in the outside courtyard. I met Kyle Kingsbury, the, uh, uh, one of the principals over at on it and host of the, now it's called the Kyle Kingsbury podcast used to be the on it podcast. And this guy was great, man. He's the ex MMA fighter and college football player. And, um, so full of energy. So, uh, we went and recorded a podcast, uh, the next day. So, that was a great connection, and I love what he's doing over there on his podcast. So we got to check that part out. Uh, but um, uh, the the other thing I did was this uh, running technique instruction every day out there on the uh, uh, on the grass field outside. So Paleo FX also has the, the you have the indoor expo with all the exhibitors, and you have the lectures and the stages and the talks. Uh, but they also have that physical element going too, which is really important when you're there all day. So I got people out there learning how to run with proper technique and having fun in the sun, beautiful weather in April in Austin. And oh God, uh, that was, was so good. that went well. The weather was yeah, so good. I, I I love doing the running class because it's such a 
simple activity that we don't really pay much attention to technique. Uh, you know, in golf, we're obsessed with technique every single time. We're working on our technique, refining things, being aware of it. Running, we just put on our shoes and we head out the door and run. But uh, many of us uh, exhibit technique inefficiencies, which increase impact trauma, increase risk of injury, and reduce performance. So if you can learn to run like a deer, graceful and light on your feet and springing and explosive, uh, it's really fun because it gets into your brain and you'll never forget. Like the, I, I told people halfway through my thing, you guys can bail right now and we can still be friends but if you keep uh, if you stay with this clinic you will never turn back the rest of your life you will recognize when you're running with lazy foot instead of strong foot which was one of the the, the primary uh, principles is that you want to dorsiflex that foot when you explode off the ground so you can get energy transfer rather than just uh, making a slam into the pavement so uh, that was that was fun yeah good stuff you, you know, Playa, you do not want to run like a deer in my neighborhood. A mountain lion's going to kill you. <laughs> not, not where I live. Don't do that in the mountains. Um, yeah, those mountain lions, watch out. Well, it's funny about the active stuff. So, like, I'm walking through the convention floor and I look over and, like, Perlmutter, Dr. Perlmutter's hanging upside down with, like, you know, Aaron Alexander from the Align podcast. <laughs> You're just like, oh, hey, awesome. Um, you know, I'll just, just random uh, Mark walk on the floor. Let's talk about Mark. Let's talk about uh, amazing Mark Sisson. First of all, incredibly beautiful Primal Kitchen booth and just so much great stuff coming out. Turmeric Collagen. I was like, I, I like how I find out about new stuff at Paleo Facts about the, the company. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was going on. This is awesome. Um, yeah, for real. And then the Primal Health Coach booth, which was a great chill place where we could kind of like reset, hang out. Um, let's talk about the Primal Health Coach party on Thursday night before the actual event started and technically opened at the convention center the next day. Um, that was fun. Oh, what an awesome group. I mean, these guys are, they're so full of energy and enthusiasm. And, you know, there's a mix of uh, people in there that are going for it as coaches, making an excellent living, uh, fully, you know, fully on board and uh, gas pedal to the floor, making it happen. And then there's other people that are kind of dreaming of a life change and pursuing a, a further education. And who knows whether they'll, they'll ever uh, monetize it, but they might be coaching one or two or three people close to them in life. And I think uh, the the prerequisites for doing something like the Prima Health Coach program are non-existent. You just want to better yourself and maybe even just be dreaming of a career uh, in health coaching, that's enough to get started and have this personal growth experience. And then, by the way, that's how you're going to become the best possible coach and mentor or role model to others is, is walking your talk. So I like how the, the emphasis is placed on um, just becoming a, a better person yourself and learning all the principles of healthy living and then being taught some of the uh, basic principles of coaching and coming from the right place. And so we have this um, educational material that, um, you know, a lot of it's centered on uh, the ancestral health uh, philosophy and, and owning that and, and learning every nuance of that more so than you can ever get in a book. And then uh, transitioning into the later modules of the course where Christine Hassler goes in with the, uh, the, the coaching emphasis and you, you emerge from this rigorous program and you are empowered, and so you walk into a room full of these people. And it's like, wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of energy in here. It was great to meet these guys, and they came from all over the world. And like you said, they did their uh, multi day training, and then uh, transitioned right into 
Paleo FX. So I think those people must have been tired at the end of the week, and including the old man in the room, Mark Sisson, man. So I don't know how that guy keeps keeps doing it, but I mean, come on. He looks younger and younger. I just saw him two weeks prior. Everyone makes this comment. I'm like, how after seven years does he keep looking better and better? Like it's just it's starting to get frustrating. And he always has a perfect tan, and I'm just like, I can't compete with it. <laughs> well, speaking of approachable, I mean, yes, Brad Kearns and L. Russ are approachable, whatever. But you know, when Mark's got uh, a lot of recognition just by sight and walking through uh, the arena, and everyone wants a piece of him and, and a couple minutes with him, um, he's you know he's a great example of someone who uh, is not only graceful when the the bright lights are on him. But at all times. So if you approach that fool in an airport, a lounge, or wherever, you know he generally likes to connect and listen to stories. And I've I've seen him. You know I've, I've associated with him very closely for a long time. And he's open and receptive to everyone, whether you're important or uh, another uh, uh, you know prominent Hollywood figure in Malibu that he pals around with, or you know we're hanging at the coffee shop and Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese walk in and we kick it with them for a while and isn't that fun? But then the average Average random person will come up to him, and he'll have uh, you know tremendous amount of time and energy and consideration for him. And I think uh, I've seen the same with uh, other folks in the movement who are prominent figures and heard from people there saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm tripping out. That was Ben Greenfield that just walked by and said hi." And it's like, yeah, these people are chill and they're cool, and we're all in this game together. And uh, if there's any infighting or differences of opinion going on. Oh my gosh, that stuff is so minimal compared to the massive battle that we're fighting against the, you know, the mainstream health authorities that are still talking trash and telling people to do stupid shit instead of be healthy. Yeah, Ben Greenfield's great. Everyone's really great with with t- t- talking and being open with people. Um let's talk about some people we met. Uh really interesting. So on the schedule was like primal sex. I was like, Hey, wait, what? And there was a whole discussion about that. And I missed it because I either had to be at another thing, but, um, Susan Bratton, B-R-A-T-T-O-N.com, Susan Bratton.com. She's a sexpert. Okay. She is the (laughs) number one trusted sex advisor here. And, uh, she has been married for 27 years and stuff started to go down the tubes with her husband and some affairs started happening. And she was like, all right, this has got to change. And she didn't, it's because she really sort of lost interest in him, uh, sexually. And so anyway, uh, interviewed her the moment she sat down, (laughs) basically the moment she sat down at uh, the table at the speaker dinner, the following night on Friday, I was just like, who is this? Uh, tornado of amazingness. She's really a, a, a powerhouse. So uh, everyone should be looking forward to that podcast. It definitely is marked explicit. Um, so she was really fun to talk with. And then I also just want to give a shout out to Misty Williams. You know, Misty Williams has been working with the Paleo Effects people for a couple years on their marketing. She did the Healing Rosie. Uh, she has a Healing Rosie group on Facebook, really dedicated to women, and did a Healing Rosie summit, uh, myself as a speaker and other people as well, to really just get to the bottom of some of these ailments and specifically geared towards women. But of course, everyone else is involved. So if you're curious, check out Misty Williams' Facebook group, Healing Rosie. She also held a uh, optimal biomarker panel. It was just really her, but I was sort of there to kind of talk about certain things you need to get tested that doctors might not tell you to and what you're looking for in terms of what's optimal within the range. So um, that was that, that was good. And at, also at the speaker dinner, uh, Tony Federico, I hadn't seen him in a long time. Um, and 
Well, actually, I just finally got to meet him in person, but I hadn't talked to him in a long time. He had been sort of a little bit away from the paleo scene and, and had a baby. But Tony Federico is awesome. He used to be the host of Paleo Magazine uh, Radio. Um, you, you were, you're chatting up a whole bunch of people at the speaker dinner. There are some really uh, awesome peeps there. Yeah, Tony, best moderator of all time. That guy is so smooth, and he handled the five uh, uh, guests on the panel and smoothly integrated everybody. And it was a great skill to see him, uh, you know, run the show with this panel discussion. Um, my favorite highlight of uh, that was um, he he asked every you know you pass the mic around so the first person talks and the next person talks and a lot of times on these panels either someone's uh, going off uh, you know taking taking a lot of time to make their point like it's their own talk or the next person gets the mic and goes well to reiterate what Frank said right. and so you know the audience kind of is like snoozing a little bit, but um, these guys were were pretty lively, uh, but I still took the opportunity uh, when, when my turn came. Oh, the question was, uh, what are some big fitness myths and what, what do you uh, do to correct them? And the first four responses were so awesome and so all-encompassing, you know, like, you you have to do something hard every day, or you know you you have to keep up with your peers. And so um, when I when I got the mic, I said uh, one of the big fitness myths is that uh, every person on the panel has to answer every question. And then I handed the mic to <laughs> my boy Daryl Edwards nice. at the end of the line there. Um, so that got a few laughs, and uh, that's a good one. <laughs> you know. Well, so actually, well, on that note, I'm, I'm, I was on a biomarker for wellness panel with uh, Reed Davis, uh, Dr. Guillermo Ruiz, Dan Steckler, and this guy Kyle Brown was a great moderator, actually host. And um, someone mentioned that, you know, part of wellness and living longer is love, right? And someone said that if you, you know, own a dog, they've proven that, you know, you live longer if you have a pet. And um, I said, yeah, but not if you own a camel, because there was a couple of camels oh, yeah. at Paleo Effects, real like camels outside. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I think having a camel would age the shit out of you. Those things looked high maintenance. But that's another thing about Paleo Effects I was shocked about. I walked out, I'm like, wait, camels? Did I not see this last year? Is that something I totally missed? But, so you could do a camel ride and uh, basically pet and take pictures of the camel. So that was even a... Interesting, random thing happening outside. That is a large, amazing animal to see up close, for sure. I was also uh, overwhelmed by the presence of CBD in everything and how prevalent that has become. Uh, there were a lot of products and people out there selling CBD coffee and all sorts of interesting stuff. Um, chicken chicken chips, remember those? Those are interesting, like little chips made out of chicken. Uh so many great grain-free options. You know, the other day I was at the store and I saw another new company, you know, grain-free chips. And I was like, you know, it's everyone's coming in our direction. You know what I mean? And Paleo FX is actually getting bigger and bigger every year. Oh, no, I want to make a comment because if you didn't hear us last year, Brad and I, the reason we skipped Paleo FX all those years is because we were like, we're not convention people, whatever. It's just going to be, you know, we kind of dissed it probably internally for ourselves. And that's why we didn't go. And then last year we were so blown away. And then we were angry that we didn't <laughs> go all the years prior. Someone came up to me, Brad, at Paleo FX and said, you know, the reason I'm here is because I thought I was also one of those people. But when I heard you and Brad last year talk about how, this is so not your thing, and you didn't expect to love it. She said it kind of inspired me to to go, and she loved it. So I just want to tell everyone out there too, like Brad and I were not really, even though it would have been our thing, and we had opportunities to go, we were like, nah, you know, I don't know. Probably We, we just kind of dissed it, and 
I can't believe it's it's wonderful, and I I hope to go every year forever. Yeah, whatever you can do to get out of your own uh, isolated world and connect with other people, it's a great exercise. And I know we have the ability for the first time ever to pretty much disengage from uh, from live interpersonal interactions and just stick to the screen. So it makes it all the more important to uh, even you know get on an airplane, fly halfway across the country, and just just work it, just walk the halls and say hi to new people and uh, try to uh, try to see what's happening. I want to give a shout out to actually some products I, I tried that I love there. Um, I really actually love all of um, Dustin's, uh, his company's called Paleo Powder, and he's got all these different seasonings. Um, he's got a FODMAP one, an AIP one, which is super cool for those people that need to just have a go-to safe one to to use in cooking. But I have been using, uh, not since Paleo Effects, before Paleo Effects, I got his products, and you can find them in the stores, but Paleo Powder, really amazing stuff. I've been making, like, I've been really into calamari steaks lately, and I've been using his Paleo Powder Pink, which is almost like a Cajun-esque. I've cooked, every time I cook beef ribs, I use uh, his uh, his other one, the FODMAP one, which is kind of a cumin-based. Really, really, really good stuff. And he's a sweet guy with a great story, you know, where he was just fat and overweight and a class, classic American and, and uh, headed in that direction and had to turn it around and health problems all around him. And, you know, again, a lot of really interesting health and healing stories behind all of the people that have even come to a place where they're trying to help, again, like Mark, I mean, how amazing it is to be able to grab a bottle of dressing and know you're not getting crap, knowing that it's grain-free, knowing that it's soy-free. These are the things that make life easier for us. So I just, I I love that product. Always love, of course, Epic Bars. Tried some new jerky they had uh, that was amazing. Um, And then also, I love the um, Fat Fit Go people, Kendra and Rob Benson, and interviewed them as well. They've created a really great company. They've got keto chocolate chips uh, and some really great nut butters. They have a strawberry lime one that's out of this world um, and also has a little bit of MCT oil and some other things, sort of like an advanced nut butter. So you can check out uh, their stuff. I was just really impressed with a lot of the things I've uh, I tried there. What's up with the CBD? Uh, how come this is getting so popular? What's the, uh, the main benefits? Anti-inflammatory also. Mm. Um, so I've had Stuart Tomk, T-O-M-C, on our show a couple of times. I've known him for over 20 years. He is basically the spokesperson for a, the largest um, you know, cannabis or, or I would say CBD producing company. And their company is Plus CBD Oil. And the way that Stuart describes it is um, for the people that have their minds racing at night you know, and just kind of can't turn that off and are more sort of on the insomnia level – People say that doing CBD at night really turns that off and shuts it down and quiets it down so that you can go to sleep. So really the benefits for sleep, there are bodybuilders and people that are doing maybe more exhaustive training than you would suggest, um, or, or even not so, just using it as an anti-inflammatory pain medication, whether that be topically in terms of a rub or whether that be uh, taking it in some other way, like swallowing it, or you know, you can even, I think, vape CBD oil now at this point. But it's in grocery stores. It's everywhere. And so it's just becoming a known, um, it's just becoming a known anti-inflammatory beneficial. There's so many other things as well, you know, that they're trying to attribute it to as well. I'm not sure exact studies, so I don't make claims. But if people are interested, uh, yeah, just type in Primal Blueprint Podcast and Stuart T-O-M-C is his last name. And we have two podcasts all about CBD. Wow. Uh, what a, uh, what a recap, L. 
lots of stuff going on there. So much stuff going on. Um, Certainly broad in scope. And I think we touched on some of the the more broad uh, topics and different presentations. Uh, William, who uh, shared the, the the hour with you there on that on that stage, uh, was talking about goal setting, and he's a young guy. And I had him uh, on the Get Over Yourself podcast, and I think we've talked in keto on the Primal Blueprint podcast. But uh, he has such focus and, and and discipline and clear thinking about setting goals. It was really valuable to even hear from this this young guy who's like got his A game going on, and we can all aspire to you know, climb a little bit more and, and make things a little bit better. Even if things are going well and you feel like you're locked in with your dietary patterns and everything's great, uh, there's always more to learn and uh, ways to ways to improve. Yeah, and on a closing note, I, I can't not mention the $48 dinosaur beef rib I had. <laughs> um, oh. Okay, I couldn't even finish a quarter of it. Texas barbecue, like, I already miss it. I'm glad I don't live there because I think I'd be at that place, Terry Black's Barbecue, every day. Oh, my gosh, it was so good. Last year, I didn't get to have uh, classic, you know, good barbecue. I had some of the brisket and then these crazy huge, it's on my Instagram, but this insane dinosaur beef rib, it was just perfection. And everyone had, when I, Scott Primal Health Coach, some other, impending Primal Health Coach, some other people at the table, Maureen Vincente, Transformative Wellbeing, she's been on the show, she's a Primal Health Coach, uh, Misty Williams and I, and Elizabeth Resnick, Happy Healthy Hot, we were all hanging out there, and everyone sort of got one of everything where we'd be able to kind of pick and see pork ribs, but this dinosaur beef rib, I mean, I don't, I just, I can't even, you saw it, Brad, it was amazing. So if anything, you've got, not only just have paleo effects, but then right across the street from FX is some of the best Texas barbecue. Oh, worth the, worth the, worth the trip alone right there. Totally. What a, and a great overall, not, not just the food across the street, but the, the whole town of Austin is so incredible and it's just exploded and uh, popularity and coolness and hipness factor. And sometimes that's uh, a thumbs down in certain ways when these communities get uh, over, you know, overbooked with um, uh, people in flux and uh, you feel like there's um, maybe, maybe the charm is spoiled, but I didn't experience that at all. It's just, I know a lot of people are moving there. My, my local buddy, dude spellings yeah. uh, said that um, there's 125 people moving to Austin each day. Over the past couple of years, yeah. Let's give Paleo um, Girl Book a shout out. Uh, the author Leslie Klenke, she moved there, and her husband works for Chris Cresser. Uh, they they moved there. So many people from California, where I live, uh, where we live, as uh, they're moving to Austin again. There's no state income tax in Texas, so you know it's a, it, it it's a sell. And um, but the weather's amazing, and yeah, the food and the culture. Really, a great town. So honored to have been invited by Keith and Michelle Norris. Please go check out paleofx.com. You can get some early bird tickets for next year even at great discounts. And, you know, they're always running sort of contests throughout the year as well for some giveaways and VIP kind of premier giveaways and things like that. So definitely follow them on social media and stay tuned for that. Anything else you want to uh, close out with or I'll let you close out with a thought? Oh, great summary, Elle. Thank you for listening, everyone. Come join us out and about someday. Awesome. All right. We'll see everyone next week. 
Hey everyone, join us for Keto Reset Month. This is a month of free email content, plus amazing offers, giveaways, and a huge grand prize to help you kickstart or recommit to keto. You can go to primalkitchen.com forward slash keto reset. And here's what you'll get when you subscribe. You'll get an incredible offer to buy a Primal Kitchen Advanced Keto Kit and get the Keto Reset Mastery Course for free, which is $147 value, a month of free exclusive email content from Mark Sisson, free keto learning materials such as ebooks, food lists, recipes, meal plans, and more, and additional offers and recipes from Primal Kitchen, Mark's Daily Apple. So go to primalkitchen.com forward slash keto reset and join us.